Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Gun Podcast for Thursday, March 11th. U.S. futures are higher across the board. You are seeing outperformance in tech. So the Nasdaq futures are up 220 points. That's 1.7%. Nasdaq futures are up 27 points. That's 70 basis points. So Nasdaq futures are lagging. Nasdaq futures by about 100 basis points. And then the Dow futures are up just about 100 points. That's about 30 basis points. So similar start to the morning as we saw on Tuesday with big outperformance in tech. The European indices are up about 20 basis points overall. Remember, Europe is more heavily weighted to cyclical value, so that's weighing on Europe. European tech stocks are up 2%, but again, those are a smaller portion of Europe, so you're seeing weakness in Europe in autos and banks. So mild underperformance in cyclical value. And then Asia finished higher across the board, especially Hong Kong and China. So a couple of themes this morning. Um, you know, I personally think some of the uh, drivers of this morning's rally sound somewhat dubious as far as the fundamental explanation. So you obviously have a lot of anticipation ahead of the ECB in a couple of hours. That makes sense, just given what bond yields have done over the last several weeks. The ECB has been most forceful in intervening rhetorically. So there is the expectation that there will be some type of policy change today. Um, you know, again, I think the PEPP, which is the ECB's main COVID-related bond buying program, has a lot of flexibility already built into it. So you don't need to change the parameters or the rules of the PEPP. It's more a question of does Lagarde come out and change either the pace, composition, or duration of purchases today? Does she formally change it? Does she threaten to change it? Um, does she suggest that there are very likely to be changes down the road to it? Um, you know, I think it's going to be relatively vague. I think she will talk about how there is a lot of flexibility built in, perhaps talk about how there could be an adjustment to the duration of purchases over the coming weeks. Um, but I would not expect a revolutionary announcement today from the ECB, especially since you've seen some stability in bond yields over the last several days. I think that takes some of the pressure off. So ECB obviously very important this morning, um, although I just think given where expectations are, which are high, and then given that you've seen some stability in yields, um, you know, I think that takes some of the pressure off Lagarde this morning. Um, you also have a lot of anticipation for the Biden speech tonight. So this will be his first primetime address since he was elected president. Um, again, I suspect here you're not going to really see any, I think, dramatic um, uh, announcement. So he's going to talk about the stimulus bill, which the House passed yesterday, the $1.9 trillion stimulus bill. Uh, he'll talk about how that's going to help the economy. He'll talk about the progress made on vaccines, et cetera, et cetera, all the news that we already know. Um, and then he'll also begin to kind of pivot the fiscal discussion towards the next phase of his agenda, which will be this Build Back Better plan um, focused very much on infrastructure spending. So there's definitely some anticipation, excitement that you could see an infrastructure bill over the coming weeks and months passed out of Congress. There was um, an important official yesterday, um, a Democratic Senator Tom Carper, who will play a, a, a major role in uh, an infrastructure initiative, talking about how he could have a bill out of his committee by May with full passage before the end of September. So you're seeing that's another driver um, of equities this morning, just kind of anticipation of um, this pivot to infrastructure spending. 
U.S.-China relations is another factor that's being cited for the strength. So U.S.-China, senior U.S.-China, um, senior U.S. and Chinese officials will be meeting for the first time of the Biden presidency face-to-face next Thursday and Friday in Alaska. Um, so that's the 18th and the 19th. So there's some anticipation, hope that you could see, um, you know, a, a, some sort of a detente exiting that event. You did also have this morning the Chinese and U.S. semiconductor trade indices announced a partnership whereby semiconductor companies from both countries will be meeting twice a year to discuss various different policy issues. That has chip stocks trading up in Europe. Um, it has a lot of the U.S. chip stocks trading up in the uh, pre-market in the U.S. as well. So just some hope that you could see an easing of some of the Trump era tensions. Um, you know, I would not get hope. I would not um, get your hopes up very high. I think the meeting next week will be largely non-event. I think you're going to see a lot of um, you know, perfunctory and vague language exiting it. Biden um, Biden has been trying to resolve a lot of the Trump era trade tensions with U.S. allies, except for the ones with China. So it seems to be that the Biden White House is continuing with Trump's China policies, and I don't suspect that will change dramatically exiting next week's event. Um, and the semiconductor partnership too. I wouldn't get people. I wouldn't get your hopes up too high that you're going to see a dramatic easing of some of the restrictions put in place with regards to U.S. silicon exports to China. Um, but nonetheless, that is another factor um, driving this morning's strength. So those are all the main themes as far as macro news is concerned. On the micro front, nothing too dramatic. Oracle is probably the big report of the night. Um, you know, the, the quarter was about in line. The guidance was a little bit soft. Um, that obviously weighed on the stock. Expectations had been very elevated for Oracle. There's been a ton of talk about how Oracle is the next kind of legacy tech company to make a Microsoft-like transition as a lot of its newer cloud businesses um, you know, become a predominant part of its revenue and start to accelerate growth. You're not really seeing that show through in the numbers. Um, and I think that's one of the factors why the stock was trading as weak as it did last night, more function of just very elevated expectations heading into the print. Um, Verizon had its analyst meeting last night, just talking about how it ex- it's it expects 5G and its recent Spectrum purchases to help accelerate its wireless services revenue growth rate. Um, otherwise, that those are kind of the major micro headlines. A bunch of other smaller items. Just looking on the calendar for today quickly. So the big focus will be obviously the ECB 7:45 press release, 8:30 press conference, U.S. weekly claims at 8:30. You have the Thirty-year Treasury auction results at one o'clock. So you know, Treasury auctions usually have no impact on markets, especially equity markets. But they are being watched closely, just given that you had that disastrous seven-year auction um, a couple of weeks ago. So the three-year auction results on Tuesday were decent. The ten-year results yesterday were mediocre. Um, we'll have to see how the thirty-year results come in. But you know, I think combination of um, you know relatively calm auctions plus that weaker CPI from yesterday is certainly giving um, is providing some calm to uh, treasury markets. On the earnings front, nothing major this morning. After the close, you have um, nothing really all that important either. Ulta and Docu are the, are the more important ones. You have a T-Mobile analyst meeting today at 2 o'clock and then Biden's primetime address tonight. Those are the major events for today. So that is everything for Thursday. Thank you for listening.